Today on the Miniature Models Podcast, we're talking about one of the oldest traditions of model railroading, the relationship between toy trains and Christmas, and some of our wonderful memories of models past and present. All this and more. So get your ticket from the station, grab a seat, and make sure you don't miss the train. What? Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 68 of the Miniature Models Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John Schwartz, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Matt Z and Johnny. Guys, how are we tonight? Doing pretty good, man. I'm really excited for tonight's episode, like all of them. I think this one's going to really hit home, especially for the uh, layout that I'm building here, which we'll definitely get into that later on, but uh, I'm really excited for tonight. How you doing, Johnny? Good. Things are festive here at the Miniature Models recording studio. There's fake snow everywhere, though I'm pretty sure Matt Z just ran around dumping powdered mashed potatoes everywhere. He sprayed the old autumn squash white for some reason, called it a Christmas tree. And he's, I think he's covered my, yep, he has gift wrapped my stapler again. So yeah, pretty festive here. <laughs> That's right. The uh, giant motion sensing Santa startles us every time we go into the restroom. <laughs> It's a good time. <laughs> uh, how about you, John? How are you doing, my man? I've been doing great. It's uh, it's getting festive here. I'm enjoying our topic tonight. We got a good show for everybody. It's going to be a great time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's get to it here. When we last joined our intrepid heroes, they had welcomed their new host and battled the perils of introspective questions. But what have they been up to since? Matsy, what have you been up to? <laughs> yeah, I've been, you know, the, first of all, John, that, that was a great uh, David Bowie impression from, uh, you know, SpongeBob when he did the fish. I and, would, uh... I would love it if, and I hope, I don't know if he'll do this. Um, obviously, Matt R is not with us here tonight. He had some other things he needed to do, but he is currently listening to us for the first time, just like you guys are, um, while editing the show. But I would love it if Matt R edited your voice to be like one of those like old like 1920s radio announcers with like the crunchy crispy microphone as well yes no listen here johnny he doesn't need to do anything like that because i have all my own fully work i can do everything myself say yeah say (laughs) you'd be uh tom schneider right (laughs) yes indeed you sound like tom mccombs when we first started the when you did your intro yeah (laughs) but anyways man what you been up to dude Oh, man, I've been up to a lot. You know what? I got my plywood. Would you imagine this? Holy smokes. I got the plywood. I still so can't believe been, it. Uh, it's a hologram. You know, me too. I, I, you know, I look over next to me and see the layout. I'm like, I can't believe it. It looks like a railroad. You know what I mean? But, uh, no, we've been doing that. I've been, uh, you know, laying track. I uh, got up a, a catenary system going. So I can uh, run my electrics. Thank you, John. And um, I can, I can uh, check out all that, all that New Haven stuff. You know, someone's got to buy New Haven, I guess. You know, that's right. But, um, we got that going. So we got a lot of work to do. You know, working on the uh, you know the Christmas winter theme. So perfect for tonight. And uh, so a lot of work to do, but we'll be getting there slowly but surely. Uh, John, what you been up to, man? Do you throw that at John or Johnny? I, I couldn't Yeah, which tell. Johnny? Which uh, <laughs> oh, uh, John? Sorry. <laughs> oh, me, John. Yay. I have been up to trying to just keep my sanity in surrounding that the fact that Christmas is uh, a couple weeks away. Um, I still feel like I'm expecting Thanksgiving to happen. I have to remind myself that it has already occurred. 
have not been anything train related. Nothing too crazy, honestly. I've actually been downsizing a few pieces out of my collection because um, you guys might know I don't have a layout currently. And sometimes when your stuff is in storage, you go back and look at it and you're like, why do I own that? Who who thought that was a good idea? So I've been uh, it's a good time of year to be selling some stuff. So I'm I've been purging some rolling stock pieces out, pushing them on my my for my unwitting friends, trying to hey yeah you want to see this? Hey, I got some bulkheads here. Yeah 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 yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> other than that, um, nothing too crazy. Just I've been enjoying. See, I, one thing I've been really enjoying is seeing everybody getting their new. Um, there are new items in, you know, usually around this time of year, uh, Lionel uh, and the various companies start shipping out their um, their items from the previous year's catalog. So we're starting to see a lot of items trickle in. Uh, we're starting to see Decapods and um, the 20th Century Limiteds. And it's been really fun just getting to see everybody's new pieces they've got and uh, discussing them and seeing the videos slowly trickle in on YouTube. It's still got that sort of like... I don't really know how to describe it. It's got kind of that middle school old YouTube vibe of, of the first time something would appear on YouTube and you're like, oh, it's out. I can hear what it's all about. Yeah, I can see what's what's going on, you know, the shaky video and trying to like talk about it with friends. So I just enjoy that sort of uh, that 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 that's still kind of been uh, something we can expect from uh, the YouTube community. And uh, we've been seeing some really good videos of the stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm for one, I'm always excited to see the new products come out. So that's mainly what I've been going, what's been going on with me. Johnny, what about you? Uh, it's been it's been pretty busy here since uh, since we last did our show. The biggest thing that I've done that I'm very proud of. So obviously, I've gained the the reputation of of Johnny Bunami after our DCC episode, my video. That's um, right. Also, uh, we actually got uh, that episode that we did with DCC. Soundtracks promoted it, so thank you, folks at Soundtracks who listened to our episode. Um, I don't know if you listen to this one, but if you are, cool. But thank you so much for the shout out. Um, would love to have them on in the future. So maybe yes, that we would. Be, uh, cool part two but on that topic um last time we did the show regarding dcc i only really knew how anything about Bunami in regards of being the end user of having it already installed in a product uh done by sid and i've got two Bunami steam locomotives my mobile and my cab forward um but i never really actually installed Bunami for myself uh, i've actually never done any form of upgrade ever so um after Thanksgiving, I took advantage of the Black Friday sales, and I bought myself a bunch of kit to do upgrades, so soldering iron, wire, solder, tools, X, Y, and Z. And then I also bought a Blue Nami board, uh, a diesel board, because diesels are quite simple to do. And with some guidance from Sid and his video, I actually was able to upgrade my City of San Francisco E6s, which were formerly... PS, uh, PS2 3-volt, formerly PS2 5-volt, um, which exploded, uh, and made it a much nicer engine. Um, I, I gotta say, I'm pretty impressed with Bluenami with their diesel sounds, and uh, I'm really impressed by how easy the upgrade was. Like, I am not electrically inclined at all, and I was able to do it within basic set, like basic functions, like movement and sound, and in, like one sitting, and then lights the next day. It's so easy, and I'm very proud of how it turned out. So, very excited to see what other things uh, I can upgrade later down the line because I know some some of our Chicago buds will probably ask me to attempt it for them. But yeah, pretty cool, and very excited about that. Yeah, Johnny, those things I got to say that's a great topic to bring up. You did an amazing job on those. Uh, I'm excited for myself because I I have many projects uh, planned out for Blue Navi now that it's uh, we've gotten so into it. 
But yeah, man, you did a fantastic job on those diesels. It was really, really great to hear how they sounded. Uh, like you said, Soundtracks has fantastic uh, options when it comes to diesels as well as their steam. And the fact that you were able to do that, you know, a beginner technically doing uh, his first diesels on that uh, is fantastic that it was so easy. And uh, it was fun doing the research, too, with you on the uh, the horns mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. as my purview. Uh, that was really cool. And you made you did such a great job on those things, man. They it, perfect model to do it. I absolutely love them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you for, for helping me find out what horn to put in. I was going to put in the Auga horn, but you know, that, it's nice to have an accurate horn, too. <laughs> oh, you can, the Auga horn actually, shockingly, it actually fit kind of well. Um, so I welcome, nay, encourage you to be using that one frequently. So when you're here, I'm going to use the Auga horn. And then when Matt Z finally leaves uh, Borderline Canada, I will play the O Canada horn for him. Yes. yes. Oh, I forgot it, it has that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, oh I'm waiting on my centipedes. I, I'm gonna uh, hopefully get to those. Uh, well, it'll be next year at this point, but uh, uh, that'll be my uh, first taste of blue nami. So I'm excited to check that out. Hundred percent. Uh, congrats on your upgrade, Johnny. Really cool. Yeah, thanks, dude. All right. Well, we here at the Miniature Models Podcast are also getting into the holiday group by bringing back our annual holiday photo contest. On our community Discord server, we have created a special thread called Photo Contest where you can post your best holiday train photo for a chance to win a mystery prize. Ooh. Ooh. We do ask that you limit one photo per member and have an underlying theme of railroading as well. Uh, Deadline for those photos is the 31st, so be sure to get those entries in. Uh, There's also a general holiday photo thread as well, so make sure you're posting in the correct place. And we can't wait to see what you guys come up with. Disclaimer, grand prize will not be hand-delivered by Matt Z wearing a cheap mall Santa suit. Looking to expand your collection? Check out Trains.com. Trains is your go-to place for new and used model railroad products. They have everything ranging from engines, rolling stock, parts, track, and scenery. If you need it, they probably have it. With new discounts being added daily, you'll be sure to find something you like. Plus, Trains offers a newsletter which keeps you up to date on new items, discounts, and upcoming promotions. We've been using Trains for years, and we highly recommend their stellar service. What's really cool is you can also collect points by buying Trains and using them on future purchases. With their awesome rewards program, you can earn points on every purchase that you can use for future discounts. Dedicated modelers can also join their private car membership to get exclusive access to new listings, earn 5 points per dollar spent, and unlock great benefits like no questions asked returns. Trains not only sells trains, but also buys them too. If you've got a large collection or are interested in downsizing and making some cash, you can head on over to sellmytrains.com. It doesn't get easier than that. You can find them using our affiliate link, www.trains.com M-M-O-P, or if you want to use our one-time promo code M-M-O-P, you can get $10 off a single purchase on the Trains.com website. So, check out Trains.com and start expanding your collection today. So let's jump into the heart of our discussion tonight, which involves the age-old pairing of the holiday season and our favorite topic on this show, Trains. I personally like eggnog better. Oh God! I can't stand eggnog. No, I, I no trash basket. <laughs> oh, thank you. I've, I've had eggnog maybe like a handful of times, and it's been okay. I don't understand the appeal of it, but if you guys love it, you go right ahead. I don't even know what it is. Like I never me understand. Me neither. What is it? What's the deal with eggnog? What's the deal with eggnog? Custard with extra steps. 
<laughs> well, Who guess... would like eggnog Jerry? Someone with no respect. <laughs> well, I guess I guess that brings a good. Uh, so obviously we did eggnog. Not not a great thing. Hot chocolate, I feel like, is universally adored during. Oh yeah, oh, yes. hot, hot chocolate is where it's at. Right. Yeah. Now I really enjoy using, or when I used to use smoke fluid because I because I started weathering things. I don't I don't use smoke very often. Um, so hot chocolate smoke fluid was always a, a go to, especially during the holiday seasons. What about you guys? What smoke fluids would you guys use during the holiday seasons? Christmas. The MTH Christmas, I, I that one I I use that I almost use it all year round, but I really like that one. That one always smells really good. I like that. How about you, John? Oh man, um, well see, I'm one of those guys. Begin with that whole immersion factor. I liked to put different smoke fluids into different things. Like for example, the one that always sticks with me though. Um, on my old layout, when I had my traditional scale layout, I had uh, one of those Lionel smoking diners that's in the style of the, um, what is it, like the Baby Madison coach? So um, it had a great little smoke unit, and it would just kind of wisp out smoke. And I put maple syrup uh, from um, the Mega Steam, JT's Mega Steam uh, maple syrup smoke fluid in there. I tell you what, when my stuff went into storage, I, I still. I still have stuff that smells like maple syrup. Just it, I don't even have the diner anymore. Just just from like some of my boxes still smell like that maple syrup. So that is a very nostalgic smell for me. Um, apart in my trains, I always like just using the goat smoke fluid for me is the just the regular unscented quote unquote MTH uh, fluid, which of course has a scent. Uh, that's the smell of childhood for me. So even though it's not really like a Christmas scent, that smell always reminds me of the holiday season and running my trains is just the unscented MTH smell. So yeah, typical me, not, not, not into the uh, holiday one, but yeah, maple syrup and the, uh, the unscented, those are my two favorites to run. John, I, oh, go ahead. It, John, it has a scent. It's called nostalgia. That's right. <laughs> I still say, I still say that um, some of the other companies should, should make, mth scented smoke fluid like that yes. smells like the mth brand um because yes. it is a smell ever anybody who's used mth fluid knows that smell the mm-hmm. burning in your throat after you've you've um hot boxed the entire room with smoke fluid huh. so when i was running my centipedes the other day and i had to open and close the window ten thousand times <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, what's up, Johnny? Go is ahead. the MTH smoke fluid the one you put into um, the GS that came here recently, Matt? Steve? The, the, oh, uh, I believe so. Yes, it was either that or Christmas. One of them. I think it was. I think it was MTH smoke fluid because I I got nostalgia when I I ran that. I didn't intend to run it with smoke. It was just on, so I was like, oh, oh shoot! I didn't press the button fast enough to turn off smoke, but. Um, it was nostalgia that that smell uh, that or like I think it was like, it's I don't remember the brand I don't know if it was MTH but it's like the Arctic something I don't know what it was but I've got a bottle of it it's like twenty years old doesn't doesn't work worth a damn anymore it just it, it's <laughs> like just putting it in there and it does nothing um, but that that one is nostalgia because it's it's that smell you get when you open up a train box for the, like for the mm-hmm. first time in forever from your childhood oh yeah I'll uh, tell you another. Go ahead. Sorry, John. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just acknowledging. Go right ahead. Okay. Uh, another good one that I, I tried out for the first time last year was the Marks and the Smoke Pellet. Those ones are pretty good, too. Those are both from JT. 
that's I've I've smelled the um I smelled the smoke pellet one. That's a very that's a good one too. That I'm sure that's very nostalgic for a lot of people, especially post war operators. I've never tried the Marks one. I've heard it's um interesting. It's an interesting scent. It, if I had to put it in a word, it was almost like ozone-y kind of. If that makes sense, kind of mm, almost like that smell. Burning it, electronics. It <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we don't, we don't want that one. That's for sure. That, that's, that's that's fish. That's a fishy smell. It is a fishy smell. The smelly smell that smells smelly. Resistors. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think that's what the I think that's what the nostalgia factor was when I when I smelled your um the smell flake you used in the GS when I ran it the other day, Mad Z. I don't think it's as much of like my own trains per se. But the smell of a hobby shop when a hobby shop when they've done a test run of something to demo for a customer because I I by my local hobby shop that I grew up going to was uh, America's Best Training Hobby in Itasca Illinois and their back wall is where how where they have all their O scale stuff or whatever they demo an engine they crank the smoke up and I'm I, I was immediately whisked back to standing in front of that glass counter as uh tim the uh the guy at the, the hobby shop was was running the engine and then this that wafting smell of of the smoke fluid uh left over from him demoing the engine and just being there around the holiday seasons that that was the nostalgia that i that i had i've no, noticed absolutely. too with a lot of these that you know like i'll you know, run the trains and then I'll shut them off. And then just the smell in the air is, is just enough to, like you said, just kind of like take you back. Well, eventually it starts permeating into everything and in all your boxes and everything and your, uh, the wood on your layout. And, uh, it's just becomes like a normal thing. Heck, even your clothes possibly. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, oh man, Johnny, what you were saying about the hobby shop, man, that gets me back to the soundtrack i always like to hear of a hobby shop whenever you open the door um just hearing the uh the chuffing of an mth steam that that beat of the engine running around either a layout or being tested um that always takes me back and just that also i'm sure you guys know this too that like kind of you go you get this sometimes too if you go to like a really old like train station or like a layout like that's been up for a long time you get that kind of like cardboard mixed with old uh like lumber smell it's kind of indescribable but if you like if you were train weirdest so we do this like the the smell of like the inside of a train box like a really old one is so amazing that should that needs to be a yankee candle you guys know what i'm talking about that kind of smell <laughs> yes yes a very fair that smell <laughs> hobby shops are so fun to be out at during the holiday season though Unless you're working behind the counter, then it's hectic, and I oh no, I then it's hell. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like as a as a customer, and if you're not trapped there all day, you know the 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 buzz of excitement and just people going in there wanting to buy a tray. What is the piece that I'm that we're buying for under the tree this year to expand the layout, or somebody trying to buy a train set for their you know their grandchild or their their child for the first time, or reliving that that Christmas memory for the first time. It's, it's really exciting to watch that happen from like a customer perspective. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that's kind of always fun. If you have a really good hobby shop that what's cool is sometimes you almost get like this community that builds up around the hobby shop where you'll go in and you'll see, you know, your friends, familiar faces. Cause I mean, let's face it. There's, you know, hobby shops have dwindled. There's only so many places to go now. 
Um, so it's pretty easy to run into people and um, you get almost this kind of camaraderie thing where even strangers going in there, you start talking because, I mean, you know, you're there for similar reasons, trains, obviously. So you get that kind of like helping mentality and like you'll get regular customers maybe asking you questions and, you know, just talking with people who might not be part of the community. And it's a really good way to like bring that holiday cheer and spread friendship and just talk with people about um, you know, who might not know as much about the hobby as we do. Um, that me personally, I, I always like when uh, I see that happen in my local stores. Oh, a hundred percent. And there's also that little, you know, that, that, that rare occasion where somebody who you see is struggling with getting into the hobby at the hobby shop. And they're like, I don't know if I should do this than this. And you kind of just go, you, you're that very, you're being helpful and you're like, Oh, actually you should do this. Or you're like, oh, I would recommend this. And then they, they get real excited about that. You gave them that recommendation. And you get that good feeling in your heart, too, that you help somebody out in the hobby. I love that. Absolutely. Well, speaking of of getting into the hobby, you know, a lot of people, this this kind of borderlines on, on the holiday topic, and it, sometimes it doesn't. Your first train set, you know, did you guys get your first train set during Christmas time? Or are there memories of, of Christmas trains or items you got during Christmas time? I'll open this to either of you, if you can think of anything. Matsy, why don't you start there? Okay. For me, you know, the the very first set I got was uh, one that was from my great-grandfather. And uh, it's actually not here right now. It's at, it's at my grandparents' house. But uh, eventually it'll come back to me at some point. But, uh, you know, I mean, the Christmas and trains, you know, I always had, you know, a little something underneath the tree. And, uh, you know, back in, you know, my younger time, I always got, you know, starter sets. So, you know, I was usually pull out whatever starter set was, you know, gifted to me and I always ran that under the tree. I don't do that anymore nowadays, but uh, I have the layout that'll be my basically all year uh, around the tree type deal. But um, always got, you know, always really cool sets. I remember when I got like the Polar Express and, you know, a lot of like the Lionel starter sets of the day and then kind of branching MTH, stuff like that. So it was like, you know, always really cool to have, you know, sets of the time that were, you know, obviously holiday or not really cool. Definitely. Absolutely. The poor yeah, express, but... you can't get more Christmassy than that. John, did you have one of those growing yeah. up? Or I did. I actually got a Polar Express uh, a little bit later um, after the movie. My first, uh, well, my first, God, I'm trying to think now. My first trains, I think both of my first, first train sets, because I have several milestone train sets I consider. My first, if we're going all the way back, my first train set was a uh, when I was, oh God, maybe two or three. It's one of my first memories. Um, I don't think I got it for Christmas. I'm pretty... It might have been a birthday. I can't remember. Maybe it was Christmas. Well, I'll say it here anyway because it was first. One of my earliest memories was getting um, a Thomas Wooden Railway figure eight set. Uh, I got it was a little loop of track with a bridge. I think I got a shed with it. And then I think I got James as well. And that was that's one of my earliest memories is, is setting that up and uh, playing with that. But I don't remember if that was Christmas per se or not. And then my first, then I, I jumped into HO. One of my other sets was like a lifelike uh, set. I still have it. It's been, it's been, it looks like it's been to the bottom of the ocean and back halfway <laughs> around the world, but uh, good God, it's a lifelike and it survived. But um, no, my first real, when I got in the first real love was, um, I remember, I think it was maybe my fifth, fifth, five, I was, I think I was five years old, four or five. Um, and uh, I came down Christmas morning 
And uh, it wasn't around the tree. It was to the left of the tree. Um, it was uh, an MTH Rail King New York Central Fast Freight set. Uh, it was in uh, the little circle. You, the only guy used to get a circle with MTH. You never got an oval. It was only a circle. And it was running around in a circle, smoking and just chuffing away. And I immediately fell in love with it. I ran the wheels off of it. Um, I still have it, of course. Uh, it's the it's the pride and joy. I'm ne- if I sell everything else, I'll never ever sell that. Um, it's been, it's been it's it's got a share of battle scars now. Um, I remember actually when I got it, I got a uh, I I got a bunch of um, uh, thirty inch straights to go with it. So I had I went from a circle to this gigantic oval with nothing in of the train, little three call car freight train looping around. But uh, and that's also when I became a New York Central freak. On top of that, was getting that set. So, my parents started me off right. Uh, but yeah, I was an MTH kid. I was not a Lionel kid. I think I think my first Lionel set was the Polar Express I got. Maybe when I was um, when did I get a Polar? I got a Polar way later. I think it was like um, maybe when I was like uh, let me think. When, how old was I when I got the Polar? I had to be at least ten years old when I got the Polar Express. At least it was one of the you know, the classic ones. Um, first run with the air whistle and the black roofs and everything um i i I don't have that set anymore unfortunately i wish i had kept that one i want to get another one again because that's a that's become a collectible now for christ's sake though i mean the what the polar is going to have its um what 20th anniversary next year yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. this will be 20 oh man i can uh, i can't wait to see what uh what we get out of lionel for that um they're gonna go crazy as for sure yeah get some berkshires please lionel please Please do another another R and P Berkshire, please. Um, I'm just but, waiting uh, for, uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for everybody to uh, dump their old Paramarquette twelve twenty five, the early legacy release. I'm I, I'm just gonna scoop one of those up and call it a day. There you go. That's the way to do it. But uh, yeah, that was my those were some of my first uh, my first train memories getting those. But yeah, I was uh, that's what started me off. But yeah, John, I think I had a really similar experience to actually growing up. Uh, I grew up with Rail King, and I've, I've told the story in the podcast multiple times, but um, my first ever starter set was a Rail King F40 that was in Alaska paint with matching full-length dome cars, which is a crazy set to think about. And it did come with straights, uh, so it wasn't oval. And Ooh. that was uh, Proto 2. But yeah, I got my Rail King GS2, uh, which was Imperial, and that's what got me onto my, my daylight addiction that I have now. But I grew up very spoiled with MTH, you know, with full Proto 2, uh, the PFAs, the whistles, the bells, like everything. You, you can't get more spoiled than an MTH starter set. So, and I got, I don't think that was a Christmas thing. I was just given that when I was um, sick by my dad. Uh, that's a way to distract me, and it's blossomed into this now. But my first real holiday train was the Polar Express, and I remember being around the same age as, as you were when I wanted the set. I was watching Matt Flanagan and his his legacy Berkshires and and wanting to to get one, but obviously I'm, I'm never I don't have legacy. I don't even have DCS. You know, my curves are are too small because much like anyone else in our our hobby at that age, you had you had copious amounts of O thirty six curves from fast track starter sets and O thirty one curves from Rail King starter sets. So you know that's a scale Burke is never running on that. So I I wanted the Polar Express starter set. And this was when it was still all conventional. You had the air whistle tender and the train sounds tender. So I think I was probably like, I think I must have been around fourth fourth grade. Uh, it was my like, you got good grades, here's your reward kind of present. And I remember going to America's Best and getting that set with my dad. 
and we brought it home. We unboxed it, and I immediately put the air whistle tender to the side and grabbed the train sounds tender. And I set up the track on the basement floor, right where my loud is now, actually. And I remember putting the engine on the track, firing out for the first time, hearing the crew talk sounds when you press the whistle. And then when I hit the direction button to get the train going, the sounds died for a second. And then it zoomed off, which is not a thing you experience with the MTH because of the battery. And I remember hearing that specific point where the sounds cut off by immersion dying as a child and going, man, this sucks. And I was like, I don't really like Lionel anymore if it sounds like this. <laughs> That's I, I, Get this plebeian train away from me. I only need my batteries. I want my I want my MTH back. So I, I did enjoy the set, though. Um, and I, um, funny enough, I ran the Polar Express cars with my, my Daylight because I didn't have any matching cars even then. Um, but yeah, that was my first, like, O-scale, quote-unquote, um, experience with uh with starter sets and eventually i did get uh another piece that i i cherish uh, i don't usually get train gifts from my mom very often let alone engines um so one christmas she got me the conventional whistle steam polar express which is something that gets overlooked so often because it was released the same catalog as the first line chief polar express so because it was not remote controlled and was conventional people completely ignored it but it has the same rail sounds card as a legacy engine. In fact, I think it sounds like the one of the the line master duplexes. It has yeah, that it's, sound. It's card got that whistle. Yeah, it's got that whistle. It's got crew talk in the bell and like a legacy style chuff with whistle. Oh man! But it's conventional. So I that was forgot about that, right? And Sid's yeah. done a video on it on his channel before when I I sent it out to him one year, and <laughs> it is the closest you can get to. At that time, legacy sounds in a starter set engine, and I remember getting that set and being so, that engine and being so excited. So I immediately threw my conventional one that I didn't, I, I that I loved for nostalgia reasons. But I, I put that one on the shelf and had this one, and that was my like showstopper Lionel engine for a long time. And I loved showing it to guests. I'm like, oh my god, smoke coming out of the whistle and all that. But yeah, it was it was cool. I really liked that engine, and I hope one day to maybe. Um, maybe upgrade it to Blue Nami or something like that. That way I can actually run it with command control because it does, it does hurt a little bit that I can't run it on my layout. That whole era of that like experimental changeover era, that's kind of when we shifted into a new uh, like realm with Lionel. I forgot that they had done that. That piece is, that locomotive is almost a collector's piece now in its own right just for that transition period because i think they did a few other burks with um the whistle northern. steam as well i think there was like the northern pacific there was like a set that they did or something or great northern one of yeah, those great, northern, yeah. great northern with smoke deflectors ironically yeah mm-hmm. that was a yeah. cool set i wanted that set just for how cool it was i don't even do uh pacific northwest stuff that was just a cool set Oh, I should yeah. I should convince you to buy it when you're out here because because Tony America's best and I task he still got it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, I mean, you know, at a certain point when you've you, when you've you know run out of stuff to collect, I mean, it's cool just to start collecting interesting pieces uh, from your past that you remember. So, um, you know, kind of those wants that you never got. Um, I think that brings us into another interesting topic. Uh, what are some as a kid? We always have unfulfilled train dreams that just were not attainable for, you know, either monetary reasons or just the time period. What's like that one what's like that one piece you always kind of wanted 
that you either never got back then and you were able to get now or that you're still looking for? What's like that like that dream thing that just captured your imagination that you just wanted so much as a kid to see under the Christmas tree when you got up? I got one, and I, I bet you money. I would bet you five bucks that Matt Z will agree with this. There is a video. Hit it. There is a video, and you and I have discussed this video back during our, our early like 3 a.m. in the morning calls when we first became friends. Oh, see me when I'm talking like this. Well, you, well you're about to like fall asleep and face roll on your keyboard. Oh, wow, that's <laughs> accurate. No, it is. It, it has <laughs> happened before. So there was this video uh, of this guy who had set up this fast track layout around his Christmas tree. Oh, was, I, I, I know where mm-hmm. I know where you're going with this. Not, was, not to cut you off. <laughs> it was a fold. It had like a reversing loop on. It was like a one track main reversing loop folded on each side, folded over each other with like risers. And it was a Line Master Challenger, Legacy Line Master Challenger, pulling cars up and down this this grade and over this bridge, scale cars. And he also had like a New Pacific 1996 like SP Heritage unit also in that mix. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I wanted so bad to recreate that. And I, I've talked, I back then I talked to Madzi. I was like, I want to do this with a, a Line Master Challenger, with my Line Master Challenger, or with your Heritage unit someday. And um, unfortunately, I think I sold those engines long before that chance ever uh, arose. But I found that so cool as a kid. And uh, ironically enough, you know, Lionel and, and Christmas goes along with with each other, you know, like like Coca-Cola and Christmas. But my, my dad didn't really like the idea of running O-Scale under the tree because he saw O-Scale as something that it, it's very hefty and it's very oily and dirty. At times, if you really think about it, like you can't hold a, a steam engine or, or any O-scale locomotive in your hand. When you put your hand underneath the, the rollers or the wheels, your hand's got like marks on it. it it's just a, a fact of O-scale. It and is. He didn't, he didn't like that because we had white carpet. He's like, you're going to ruin the carpet if you put that oh, under the Oh, no. So it wasn't until I was much, much older where I had control over what went under the tree that I could do that. LGB trains were completely fine for some reason, but O-scale just wasn't. But that that's my memory that I I one day I'll, I'll achieve that under the tree. But that that's one thing I wish I could have done. But Matt Z, how about you? Did you have that same sentiment or what was yours? As I'm watching the video on my other monitor here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you immediately called it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was like, let, let me find this real quick. But, uh, oh, no. For me, you know, for me, ironically enough, it was also a Union Pacific Heritage. I remember. Uh, Wanting the um the Katie Heritage unit, the uh, original, you know, two thousand eight oh, release, the best one, the best uh, uh, in real life Katie unit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris, I love your engine, but that's the real deal, man. But um, uh, no, I, that one I've always wanted. That you know, I had the uh, Chicago Northwestern and the Southern Pacific units. Uh, both have gone to other homes. Uh, the SP units now at Steve. Steve's house, and so that's great to know where that one is. But uh, I never got that one, and this is when they were going for you know eight nine hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. So I, I don't have that one, but uh, eventually I'll get one, and it'll be in good shape, and I'll I'll enjoy that, and maybe I'll buy them all. You know, I mean, back in you know those days, it was you know you find all the cool Lionel stuff, and you know you want a whole catalog worth. But uh, definitely that one for sure. But no, that. Uh, video of the uh challenger in the 1996 uh that was kind of the main reason why i wanted the 
1996, and I, I do wish I had that, but uh, yeah, maybe one day. Dude, I'm watching the video right now, and I I miss that engine. Like, it would look ridiculous on my layout now, now that I've moved to being so, like, I want prototypical West Coast scale everything, but <laughs> I do miss it. It was a great engine. It sounded great. One of the best legacy challengers ever made uh, in terms mm -hmm. of, of the Line Master line. And also, I love the fact you could play Toto's. You could play Toto's Africa on on the whistle. It was like all the perfect tones. <laughs> like, oh my. It, it's like perfectly in pitch. Just do 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 do. It's perfect. Of course you would. <laughs> of course you would find that, Johnny. Abs. That's such a you thing. Oh my god. But like that, it, was, it was my favorite part, and it was the part that ruined that engine for me because I could only hear the song after I used the whistle at that point. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds just like a UP challenger. <laughs> that's well, what hilarious. You, what about you, John? What, cool. what What's your unobtainium engine that you couldn't find or memory that you couldn't do? Well, it's funny that you guys all um, in your stories hit on things that made me recall stuff from Christmas, not just the the unobtainium, but also just other things. Um, it's funny how we all have parallels like this through the hobby that run um, co concurrent with each other. Um, the Katie unit made re me remember that um, my local store, um, the one I always used to go to as a kid, Train Depot, um, was uh, the owner, Tim. He would always run... Um, a Katie uh, heritage unit on his layout. He had a big swooping layout that ran around the front uh, through the back through like a department 56 village and around. Um, he always had that diesel on there. So um, not, not even being a Katie fan, I always, I still want that diesel. I've never owned one, um, but he, he, uh, he always ran one of those. I think it was a, I think it was actually a rail King um, Imperial. Uh, what, what is that? An ACE? I can't remember. SD 70 ACE or yeah, something. That's that's yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm woefully inadequate in my modern diesel. Um, terminology but uh yeah i all i still want one of those diesels from uh being a kid and um the real uh the real unobtainium though was uh i always wanted an lgb starter set i wanted the classic green engine with the red and blue coaches because as a kid i was born uh in the 90s so uh before way back in uh, back in my day we had to go to physical places to buy things none of this fancy boxes showing up from the ether in the bezos world <laughs> um we, we had to go to stores to buy things if you can believe it <laughs> we had to get into our car and go to a mall no i'm just kidding but um yeah, no, I remember as a kid, um, the local mall near me um, had a couple of toy stores in it. Um, there was, I'm trying to remember the name of the place. Uh, there were two stores in general. There was uh, KB Toys, if any of you guys remember that, KB Toys. And there was also a place called, I think it was, it was some weird name. It was like Mother May I or something. A very strange name for a store. But each mm. of these stores in their windows, um, to get your attention, they had uh, these LGB loops of track on the ground, like at kid level. So me being the short little kid that I was, was walking along the mall, seeing these little Steins uh, Austrian steam engines running around in a circle with like, you know, the coach that had uncoupled and the engine was now pushing around in a hectic circle, passengers <laughs> screaming, no, no, please. We were supposed to get off 50 miles ago. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, no, just seeing those trains running around. I always wanted one. And um, 
that was just one I never got. I never got the LGB starter set as a kid. Um, I, I then, um, just like you guys have said, you, you, you quashed the childhood demon, uh, vanquished as it were, uh, later on. I, I, I obtained when I started getting into G scale, I got a, uh, I got a vintage, uh, 80s uh lgb starter set with that uh that classic train but yeah that was the thing i never got as a kid i always wanted to interesting johnny you brought up another point that was also something in our house we were not a train around the tree family because trains were everywhere else in the house because of me (laughs) there was always some gigantic (laughs) layout running around the family room or the rec room or something on the floor whether it was i don't know you know wooden railway or if it was o scale or or ho because as i've said before we all had that phase where we just every we had to have everything train it didn't matter what it was we needed it we had to own it we had to be be the ultimate um train uh tycoon so yeah we never did the train under the tree and you know we were like oh we have to have room for presents and my mom always liked to do a really beautiful like ornate tree that had you know a bunch of like you know nice uh really you know like gold lined um skirts around it and these lush you know like branches and pine stuff so we didn't really do the train under the tree and we had carpeting too so of course uh like you said the the trauma of of putting an o scale engine down for the first time and realizing oh i need to go get the uh the the oxy clean before uh the parents (laughs) find out that i uh i just i just dumped a liter of oil on the carpet from my uh my 10 wheeler. So, uh, yeah, no, that was, uh, that was also a thing that we did, but, um, yeah, that was, it's, it's so funny again, the parallels that we all kind of have between that. I, I love stuff like that. That's so funny. Cause I had that little green LGB steam engine as a kid. I had the one that was, had the sounds too. Sounds and smoke was when I had not, not very advanced sounds. It, it was just a very basic chuff. Um, but I had that around the tree one year, and it, I had the freight set. I didn't have the passenger set, so it was like an orange flat car with like a green truck on it, and the crane car that worked and had opening doors. I very distinctly remember sitting around the tree playing with said crane car, doing Lord knows what, uh, whatever scenario I had put in my brain that I was recovering this wrecked truck or something. I don't know, but I, I do remember having G scale around our. Uh, christmas tree at our townhouse it was a massive christmas tree too um and then i remember when we moved to our current house um we actually did i think i did bachman ho around the tree one year when i was much older um because ho is not meant for a child as young as i was back then so i had to do much older but (laughs) the one i remember distinctly with and and this kind of links in with a little bit with the the post-war guys too uh, and, and classic Lionel under the tree. Ironically, this wasn't Lionel, though. I had the Lego Santa Fe Super Chief under the tree. Oh, and, my God. And the, the the lights off with the Christmas tree lights and the Santa Fe Super Chief under the layout running with the, the glow of the lights on the windows and that war bonnet paint was perfection you, you can't get more christmas than that you know santa fe war bonnet just goes so well with it and i remember it was such a cool memory i built like a little signal and i put this department 56 style station next to the tracks and i built this railroad crossing with lego and it was such a good time 
until my mother decided to start putting tinsel on the tree, and then it's all this tinsel sort of getting wrapped inside the axles and the motor. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no. But, but until the invasion of tinsel, it was fantastic. You know, you, like I said, you can't get more iconic Christmas than than War Bonnet and, 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 and Christmas. You can't. Oh, yeah. No yeah, kidding, man. The PTSD I just got from the tinsel thing, because... Uh, <laughs> I used to, uh, I used to occasionally help out, uh, my local hobby shop, uh, owner, he would, uh, I would, you know, he would get busy around the holidays and I would, uh, help him out with, uh, repairs and such on trains and, oh, the, oh, the tinsel, oh, the oily 6,000 revolution wrapped tinsel around drive rods and axles and crank pins. <laughs> oh, Oh, it's the, it's the, it's the antichrist of the, of the train around the tree. It's the worst thing ever. Please, for the love of God, keep tinsel away from your trains or think of your, think of your local hobby shop repairman. Do not put tinsel near your trains. Oh no. Yeah. Try to clean that stuff up after the holidays too. Oh, forget about it. Oh, you'd be finding stuff in summer. (laughs) I, um. No, I tell you, you know, with with my layout for me, I I cannot wait. I need to finish paying Matt for those plated passenger cars. That with his uh, F sevens, the TMCC. Oh man, with the oh, that is just going to be the coolest train I think I'm going to own. Period. I, I cannot wait for that. Oh yeah, it's so the, cool. The Christmas lights, like you said, Johnny. God, that's such an evocative image of the of the um the lights reflecting off of the um. The train window. Quick question: Were you guys colored lights on the trees or white lights on the trees? I was a white and gold lights on the tree household. What about you guys? We had both. We had we had both. Yeah, we had both, or they would alternate. Um, but it was mostly colored lights for us in our household. Ironically, my my aunt was a uh, a blue Christmas tree kind of kind of gal. Uh, blue lights, blue ornaments, blue everything. Uh, but but no, we were uh yeah we were colored lights all the way. Oh wow! Was she secretly Elvis? Was she? Oh, let's let's stop before we get copyrighted. Actually, no, I don't think they would be able. That's that's a new intellectual property just came up with with that sound. Um, Tony would have to back us up on that one. (laughs) Um, yeah, but man, that's so evocative. Now, another thing, both of you mentioned in your um stories there was department 56 now i know that's a huge part of a lot of people's christmas memories is department 56 and the different villages i know a lot of our friends uh love it in our discord servers we see it on a lot of their layouts uh just because they've made so many wonderful buildings that you can't get anywhere else that are pretty close to o scale um is department 56 a big part of your guys um layout history whether it's just irregular layouts or Christmas, or what do you guys have in terms of your memories of that brand? Madzi, I'm going to give it to you, man. This is this is your topic. Yeah, okay. go for it. Okay, so for me, you know, Department 56, you know, to be honest, it was really mainly, you know, in around the tree, Christmassy type deal. You know, we had a bunch of Department 56 in, you know, my back room, uh, if you're on the Discord, behind where my shelves are. And, uh, you know, it's always, you know, we were always, you know, cleaning back there and, you know, looking through boxes and stuff. And I always saw, saw these buildings and, and, you know, they're somewhere up on the wall and somewhere in their boxes and stuff. And then, you know, when I go over to my grandma's, you know, she's got, you know, 
boxes and boxes of, you know, Department 56 and uh, all of that. And I'm like, you know what? One day I'm going to do something with these things that isn't just, you know, put them out a couple times a year and be done with it. You know, so I'm like, you know what? When I was thinking about what I wanted to do for a lad, I'm like, you know what? I'll do the Christmas idea. Because then I could use these buildings. You know what I mean? So I gathered a bunch that I have from the back room and a couple that I've gotten in and stuff like that. And so I'm like, you know, I'm going to use these things. So Department 56 has been with me all my life. And it's always really cool. I remember, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but the TM, you know, watching all theirs, getting, seeing that line of electric trains. I was so excited when I bought that, when I bought that last year. Oh man, I was, when that package came, I'm like, thank God I finally have this. Oh, so cool. I remember when you got that, you were so excited. That was such a cool moment. That, that is an iconic oh, yeah. building. That is legendary. You, you cannot have a Christmas train without that building. That was in every single, you know, promo Christmas thing. It was there. That building is Christmas and trains a million percent. Want to support your favorite O-Scale podcast and rock some awesome merch? Well, now you can. We've teamed up with Redbubble.com and have come up with a great selection of gear that you can get right now. They have everything from shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, bags, you name it. Heck, you could even get a wall clock with us on it. All this great stuff and more at Redbubble.com. Links are down in the show notes, so grab yourself some gear and rock some awesome podcast merch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Johnny, what about you? Do you have any fond memories of Department 56? So Department 56 doesn't have as much nostalgia for me as it does for Bad Z, but I did get really excited about Christmas time and the Christmas villages coming out. Um, being you know, Going to the store as a child and going to like, I'll, I'll use Menards as an example back in the day, even now you got to see their little Christmas village display that would come out really like Michael's or any craft store. You know, you see that Christmas village come out and to, to me back then, Menards didn't have like train stuff as they did now. They didn't have their building. So this was the closest I'd get to seeing miniature, whatever, in a, in a general public store in a public, like, you know, grocery store or a hardware store or what have you. So I really love that. And also being a kid with no access to scale models or no money for like a Rail King building or online L building, um, buying the Christmas stuff was the closest you would get to buildings with a layout. So, you know, there was no Menards building. You'd, you'd buy the Christmas train station or the Christmas hardware store and you put it in your, your floor layout as a kid and there was your downtown. Uh, but I, most of my nostalgia for Department 56 comes from TM, much like uh, Mad Z said. You, know, you had the the magical Christmas train song ingrained in your brain, whether you liked it or not, whether you were actually watching the, the video about that or if you were watching like the end trailers and the end of I Love Toy Trains, you always heard that song. You know, it is the it was a magical train that only appears on Cold Winter Night, one, what, Cold Winter Night, one day of the year was, is I think, the main chorus. And now it's stuck in my head again. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> well, I really yeah, appreciate I, I, that you brought was, this up. It, it was it been it's been in my head as he was talking oh, about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> me, 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 <laughs> I have the older. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 
got the I've got I up until just now I had the older version of the it's a Lionel Christmas hey the knockoff Tony Bennett guy doing the <laughs> hey yeah it's a Lionel I had that going in my head now I've got that looping in my thank you Johnny <laughs> that's funny you got that in my brain now because I was watching that before our show tonight to get into the holiday spirit but uh god that 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 was was one of them for sure um but yeah a lot of my nostalgia comes from that and you know during Christmas time. Well, when I was, you know, researching the Polar Express train set, you know, when I was a kid, you see a lot of Christmas layouts when you're doing research on a set like that. So that was a lot of, of inspiration for me, too. I, I remember, so I, I'm pretty sure we all watched this video as a kid at some point. It's some guy with a fast track layout uh, that's AstroTurf, and it's like a fast track figure eight in the middle and then a bunch of loops around it. It's like in like the crunchiest quality ever because it was like 2012, but uh, I did that and then like this random Department 56 buildings in the middle, like very sparingly in there. Uh, that that's that's another memory for me. But uh, yeah, Department 56 is pretty cool, um, and I, I I appreciate it. It's obviously not my cup of tea now since I've moved on to modeling a desert, and Department 56 has no business being on my land at this moment, but. I, I do miss that, and I have a lot of nostalgia for the, the old TM stuff. But uh, how about you, John? So again, going back to the um, first of all, fantastic stories. I I love I just love hearing the different traditions and the way people uh, the similarities and differences between how we uh, we all got things ingrained into our heads from from where and what and how. Uh, the big biggest thing for me was um, uh, go again, going to the mall around Christmas time as a kid was so magical. I always loved, uh, going shopping with my mom. She would always take me with her and I'm trying to remember the store in the mall that I think it was actually the Hallmark store. I could be wrong on that. I think it was Hallmark or another store like it in the back of the store. Um, back then department 56 was very big. This is early two thousands. Um, very, very big before I think they went, uh, I think they were still made in America too. Um, and the, uh, the, you would get like as a store, if you wanted to sell department 56, you would get like a merchandiser set where you would get, uh, you know, you would get this display to show off the product and you would get, you know, a certain number of buildings would come out and every year you'd restock it. But the, uh, the merchandiser, uh, was a village setup. And uh, I'm sure you guys know that uh, they would have like Department 56 tr themed trains that would come out. And usually they were uh, Bachman ON30 sets that they would have. So I remember always wanting to see uh, the the little Bachman um, mogul running around with the coaches. Uh, it would like pop in and out of a tunnel around here. And it was such a cool display. Just anytime I got to see a train or something miniature out in the wild was so fun. Uh, to be able to, it was like a little little uh, treat out in public to be able to see something like that. Um, and I think uh, again, uh, my old hobby shop, uh, Train Depot, going there, uh, I believe he used to be a huge Department Fifty Six dealer, um, and he, I think he actually had a very similar merchandiser that had that little uh, ON Thirty train running around it. But yeah, just I rem always remember going there and uh, getting to see that. We didn't do a lot of Department 56 in my family, uh, like for layouts or anything like that, just because we didn't do, again, we didn't do Christmas-themed layouts. But one thing uh, we do always do, uh, still to this day, we've done it every single year. Um, we had found, like in a yard sale, or something, my, mom, my mom and I used to go to yard sales all the time when, we were, when I was a kid. Um, 
and uh, when my mom and I were kids together <laughs> was what I was about to say there before I caught myself. Um, no, when, I, <laughs> when um, yeah, we found a, uh, I think it was like an HO scale uh, Department 56 village. Um, I don't remember what theming it was because, you know, every every like set has its theming. There's like the Dickens village and there's like, uh, you know, like Christmas in the city and stuff. I think this was, was like a New England village and they were smaller scale buildings because most of them are more like O and S scale. These were very small buildings. And uh, it was a little village set, and uh, it was just adorable. We loved it, and we've set it up every year. Uh, no trains with it. It's just by itself. It's just a winter village, and it goes on our um, our uh, our sideboard every year. And, uh, you know, the little incandescent lights. It's still got all its original light bulbs and everything. It probably eats, like, 80 watts of power with its incandescent bulbs. <laughs> Getting the buildings <laughs> red hot. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's such a nice part of uh, – Christmas. I always look forward to doing that, getting that set up. But uh, yeah, they haven't played a gigantic role in my life, but we have our traditions and our memories as well in my family. So yeah, that's, that's what, uh, that's one of the big things I like to think about. And a lot of other people have nostalgia for that again with the TM videos, uh, just being a part of that and the, the lights reflecting off and the unpretentiousness of them, as I always like to say, there is no pretension about them. They are just meant for fun and to be enjoyed. And uh, some of them are even still pretty valuable. Like I think Matt Z wasn't that, that Lionel building still commands a pretty penny, doesn't it? As a collector's piece. Oh yeah, it can. I'm sure there are brand new ones in the box. I'm sure probably worth some good money. I, I think I paid like 50 bucks for mine out the door. That's not I'm bad. Like, yeah. So I'm like, Hey, you know, we'll take that. But uh, no, you know, I always remember watching the, uh, you know, watching that, uh, early release of the LCAP uh, for MTH, the plated 15-inch cars with the F3 running around with the uh, off the Christmas lights. Oh, man. You want to talk about plating. That's yeah, beautiful set. You know, those aluminum cars were something else. But, uh, no, yeah, it's really cool stuff. But, you know, like I said, you know, that building, really cool stuff. And I got to throw a big shout-out to uh, Bryce in the Discord. He's an O-Scale train lover. And, uh, man, he's, he was kind of the reason why I started to do this whole Christmas theme. He was kind of the, uh, the final, uh, nail in the coffin for the Christmas theme. I'm like, you know what? I saw this. I got to do it. So, oh yeah. It's kind of that. Bryce's layout is, I can, I can attest to that too. And I'm sure you can too, Johnny. His layout is fantastic. It's so, uh, nostalgic and Christmassy. I believe he also, Mm -hmm. just to plug him a minute here, he also, um, doesn't he do that podcast about Gene Shepard, the recordings of, uh, tying another thing into christmas uh doesn't he do that gene shepherd recordings yes. archive podcast yeah and that relates you know yes, he gene shepherd of course the writer of um the book which eventually became the movie a christmas story so uh again he has that tie with that which we uh we all enjoy but yeah it's it's i i still the one thing i still need to get that i love that my favorite department 56 building that i want to have just as an ownership thing is the crispy cream yep. god that's Sid, such a cool Sid, building uh, Sid shows that to me every Christmas, and I'm like, man, I need to get one of those. So I, you got to get the what's it the the sign, you know? Yep, it's so iconic. I love. Uh, yeah, Sid's got one. Uh, I'm sure Bryce has one on his layout. Uh, oh, one yeah. of the places. Oh man, one of the dearly departed uh, local attractions near me, which is now gone. Uh, the Roads and Rails Museum in Frederick had a little um, winter layout. Uh, they are not. I should. I shouldn't say gone. Their original location is gone. They are looking for a new uh, location, but um. I used to go there every year at Christmas as well, and uh, and throughout the year too. But uh, they had a little winter layout that had the uh, 
that had the um like a little easy street trolley running around the um the firehouse uh, but the Krispy Kreme donuts was on the end I was just I gotta have one of those it's a pretty good O scale building like if you didn't know it wasn't Department 56 you might get fooled into thinking it was a scale building because it's a pretty good representation uh you could get away with having yeah. it on a no scale layout if you tried to uh, spruce it up a little bit and make it look uh, maybe a little bit weathered, but uh, that's the one piece I want to get for sure. Um, speaking of uh, layouts and going to visit places, um, do you guys have any memories of like display layouts you would always go and see, or like you got to see one time and never again? Like, what do you guys have any memories of Christmas display layouts you would go to and make a tradition out of every year? I don't think we really had any that I could think of that I went to at least not intentionally for Christmas, the layout that I have a lot of nostalgia for, and for some reason I associate it with Christmas, I, I think it was more a fall thing though, is was um, is the Roselle show that the Midwest division of the TCA uh, did, a Midwest modular group that our buddy uh, Tim is part of. I remember the first time I ever saw that layout was towards like the fall winter season. And I remember my mom brought me there before, like, my Saturday, like, church RE classes or something like that. And it was, I spent hours just running around chasing trains um, that they were running that day. I remember they were running some sort of NNW articulated, hence why I got my class A at one point. is because I, I, I loved that hooter whistle. And it was my first ever experience running a command control Lionel engine. They just gave me the cab one and I just went buck nutty with it. Or there was a daylight. Uh, I think it was an MTH war baby pulling uh, premier daylight cars. And that with, I think IRM had a booth that day and some other smaller clubs or groups were also there. And that train show, the Christmas train show, I guess is the other memory um, as well as going to like the group though. December show for the Great West Train Show that happens every now every first Sunday of the month. That was those were Christmas memories for me in terms of of model trains. Uh, how about you, Madzi? I remember uh, going to the uh, Culinary Institute downtown, and uh, they had this setup that they had. They had a it's almost it wasn't really like a show per se, but it was you know they had a, a couple of dealers there selling stuff and whatnot, but. I always remember going, watching the, uh, you know, big layout set up with the Christmas tree around it. They had the uh, Lionel Mohawk, the uh, the early release, the 1991 uh, release. I always remember uh, watching that run and always seeing the marker lights on the back. Uh, I don't know why that sticks with me, but uh, uh, that that one I always remember watching watching that run. And I went there, I think, three or four years ago and uh, just saw, you know, what they were running and stuff like that. And so it was pretty cool. And then... Around Christmas time, we had one of the malls that had a uh, they had a little uh, O scale setup, uh, larger I believe it was H O or N. And then they had a uh, small little shop with stuff. I remember of all things at a Rail King box, and it was the TCA exclusive um, PAs, the orange and black uh, PAs. I always remember seeing those, and I always thought they were pretty neat. But um, it's been about the uh, display layouts. I really haven't. Uh, I uh, don't have any other memories, but I guess I'm building my own. Maybe maybe that's how we'll look at it, but uh, that's what I got for that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, maybe that must be a, a big me thing because uh, I, man, 
it just must be in our area, the Washington DC area. Uh, we, uh, have, we have quite a few pretty good layouts every year. Um, one that I always would do with my, my, uh, my family is we'd go down to the, uh, to union station. Um, and, uh, they have a huge, uh, I, I'm actually not sure if they're still doing, it. I haven't done it since the pandemic, but, uh, they would always put out this big LGB layout of this like New England uh, harbor town in the middle of the grand uh, the grand hall there, and it was so cool getting to see it run around and uh, just it was really good detail seeing a really good well detailed G scale layout. Christmas time always for me is evocative because I do O scale normally. Um, you know, I always think of G scale as the real like Christmas uh, big Christmas gauge for me. Just having those big sturdy trains. Um, and uh, the sort of just folksy warmth that they provide, that old-time look. And uh, that was always for me. But my favorite, uh, the one that stands out most prominently in my mind is um, there's a place near me. Um, and if you guys are ever in the air, i got to take you guys to this place. Um, it's an original, uh, like, working. It still operates. It's a whole area. It's, uh, it's a place called Colvin Run Mill. It's this old antique working, I think it was built in like the 1700s or something. It's really old. It's a working water grist mill um, with the big wheel on the side and everything and has like, you know, the old like mill keeper's house and a blacksmith shop and this old store. And the whole thing operates as like a county park with these original, uh, you know, like people in period costumes set up and everything. And it's this really immersive, beautiful place. Um in the middle of this suburban area where I live, this old little time capsule. Um, it's one of my favorite places in the world. But uh, I remember as a little, little kid, I don't even remember how old I was, very, very young. But I remember going into this blacksmith shop. And it's again, it's a working blacksmith shop. They have a big hall in there. So, you know, they're pounding um, anvils outside. And, you know, they have the, the big puffers and smoke billowing ever in that fantastic like iron work smell going on. And inside this hall was this huge G scale layout set up on the floor. It was just trains running around on track. Um, but I remember, uh, God, I just remember so much of that, uh, you know, seeing the LGB moguls running around. And one thing that sticks out to me, I, it must've been a Lionel model. Cause I don't think Bachman were making those. It was a Bachman, uh, or no, sorry. It was a Lionel, um, G scale James. And I was huge Thomas kid. And, uh, I remember seeing that running around. I wanted that huge James so badly. It still sticks out in my mind. Um, but for me, those were the big things. Uh, yeah. G scale has always been the scale that's associated with me with, uh, the holidays. So yeah, it's interesting just seeing how, you know, I'm sure people have memories. God, I wish I could have gone back in time and, you know, gone to like New York and seen the, uh, the original Lionel dealer display layouts, the big, uh, the fact, I mean, who wouldn't give anything to go see the uh, the original headquarters layout? You know, it's it would have been something to see. Yeah. What? what which? Which Union Station did you say had the the layout that you would go to, John? Washington D.C. Washington Union Station. You know, it's funny. You just you just remind me. This is something I watch every year uh, during the holiday season. So uh, it's the, I think it's the. The U.S. yeah, the U.S. Air Force Band made a video of their holiday flash mob they did in 2015 at at the Union Station in D.C. And you can very distinctly see the layout in the background, and it appears in a couple of shots. But the reason why I love that video so much, speaking about going back in time, that year they decided they're going to do, they're going to do Jingle Bells as their flash mob, but they're going to do it in World War II style old-timey music, period-accurate uh, clothing, the works. 
end with that layout in the background the world war ii jazziness that comes with it and just the ever the choreography the clothing everything it's just so well done i have to show this to you after the show i have to see already. this this sounds fantastic i can't believe i've never heard of this this is yeah fantastic. You, you gotta show that yeah I'll, I'll 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 show it to you guys after the show here tonight but that that that's it's so cool and when you were like yeah it's this lat with this and it's like i I've seen vaguely <laughs> from a, from like seventy five feet away. I've seen this layout, so I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. You've but. shared the experience. That's fantastic. I love stuff like that. I never knew that that was a thing. Yeah, it's it's so cool. If you guys haven't seen it, for the listeners, if you guys haven't seen it, go on YouTube, search up USAF Band World War II Holiday Flashback. If it's about eight minutes, eight nine minutes long, it is worth it. If you love just that kind of era, and just if not for that, it's just so Christmassy and awesome. You just feel good after you watch it. But um, that kind of brings me on to something I want to segue over to. So we've talked about, you know, layouts and visiting, stuff like that. Did you guys ever ride any Christmas trains? Like sometimes like a local railroad museum or the local railroad will do a holiday something, you know. We've seen like CP's holiday train or CSX is doing their, does their Santa Claus special or sometimes railroad museums will do their their Polar Express. Have you guys ever experienced anything like that before? Like, John, have you ever had that uh, experience growing up? So, sadly, in the area where I live, we actually don't have a lot of heritage rail operations. Um, there's no, you know, there's no real, like, uh, tourist lines or any major um, rides like that. The closest thing um, that we did have, I remember doing as a kid in uh, elementary school, was... Um, Virginia Railway Express, our local commuter railroad here, um, did, I don't know if they still do it or not, but they would do a Santa train run um, out of a local, you know, one of the stations near me, and uh, you would get on the train um, and go out and back, you know, along a certain, you know, predetermined amount of track, you know, I think like maybe two or three stations down the line and back, and Santa would come through and give you guys, you know, candy and everything. Um, so it was, it was very much a metropolitan area, um, Christmas train experience of riding a commuter train doing that. Uh, but that was the only, I think that was really the only time that we, I actually did like a holiday train ride, quote unquote. Um, you know, I know it's very popular seeing, you know, all the railroads that do, um, the Polar Express train rides and, uh, everything like that. And the, uh, you know, the story, storybook rides and everything to Santa, but uh, no, we really, I haven't really done a lot of that. We were much more about the layout visits as a, uh, as a family. We didn't do the, uh, the holiday train rides. What about you guys? Betsy, did you have any experiences like that? Or were you also like, a didn't really get have that experience? Yeah. And no, I, I never really had, like, I've seen them done, you know, and I've seen like pictures and stuff, but no, I've never done one myself. No. Mm-hmm, got you. So I, I did have that experience. So ironically, it wasn't it wasn't at IRM or anything like that. You think I would have that experience, but um, it was actually when I was I think in early the late middle. No, it had to be early high school. Yeah, it was early high school, and I, the girl I was dating at the time she had a fondness for the Polar Express book. And for the movie, it was a big part of her her Christmas checklist, and it was a family tradition for them to to get together and read the Polar Express book together. And when I heard that, I'm like, oh, I gotta I gotta give her a Christmas present that's related to the Polar Express. She'll love it. Um, and then later on, my mom ta- told me that the the West Chicago Park District was doing a special trip with Metro that year for the Polar Express. So she was like, well, I'm taking your sister. Do you want to come along? I'm like, 
Well, if they're doing the Polar Express, I guarantee they're going to give out a ticket. They always do. And they might give out the bell. So what I'm thinking is I'll buy her the book and I'll get her the ticket. So it's like something immersive and like, you know, and the bell to give her the full Polar Express experience. So I'm like, okay, I'll go. So the day comes and we're waiting outside the the train station in West Chicago and the 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 Metro train comes in. It's just a normal gallery cars and an F40 behind it. And it's shoving the train towards the end of the West line. So we get on and I'm I'm looking around and I'm clearly the young, the oldest kid, quote unquote, on the train, but that's fine. You know, at least it's a train ride for me. And we're riding the train all the way to the end of the line or to the North Pole and we come back. And as we're, we're getting close to the end of the trip, uh, on the way outbound, the uh, Santa comes through and Santa pulls out the Polar Express book and he reads the book. And then he gives out the first gift of Christmas, which is, you know, the bell. And obviously they're not just going to give the bell out to one kid. They're giving the bell out to every kid. Well, keep this in mind. I'm riding in a gallery car, a double-decker car full of children, and they just give out bells. The headache I had on the way back because they were just shaking the bells the entire dang time. I'm just sitting there leading my head against the window, watching the scenery go by. I'm like, she is so freaking lucky that I'm doing this for her right now for her Christmas. (laughs) But at the end of the trip, I got off the train. I had this giant printed, this giant like cardstock golden ticket for Polar Express. And I had a bell with a little ribbon on it. And I gave that to her as her Christmas gift, and she was elated that year. It, it was it was wonderful. She loved it. And we actually had um, – my sister got one, and my mom got one, and I got one. And my sister uh, kept hers, I'm pretty sure. And then my mom didn't really care much for it, so she gave it to me. So I still have that ticket. I don't have the bell. I have the ticket is still on my wall. It's actually behind my backdrop. So you see like little bits of, of Polar Express whatever that was – taped to my wall many moons ago peeking out from behind my backdrop and behind there is that golden ticket from that headache inducing polar express ride enjoying this week's topic you can join in on the conversation too on our community discord server we have a lot of different discussion channels ranging from showing off your collection discussing the latest and greatest in the industry a buy and sell forum, and even a voice channel you can hop on, call, and talk trains with us late into the night. We're a little over 300 strong, and we'll love to have you join us too. Check out the invite link to our community Discord down in the show notes, read and acknowledge the rules, and introduce yourself and start chatting. We have a great team of moderators who make sure all are welcomed and respected. So what are you waiting for? Come on down and join us in on the fun, and let's talk some trains. I just picture Johnny, you getting off the train and and just doing the uh, courage, the cowardly dog bit, just looking into the camera and just going, the things I do for love. <laughs> I just I just thought of the, of, of courage, just had, with his mind completely broken, doing that laugh. What he that, that insane like <laughs> exactly? That's just my mind being broken from hearing bells for at least thirty minutes straight. What did you get for Christmas tinnitus? <laughs> <laughs> god uh, yeah that's that's so sweetie though man oh my god that's such a you thing the romantic <laughs> oh man the romantic yeah. with a headache yes what, what uh what'd you get for christmas tonight yes <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh it's like the picture we uh we we're talking about yesterday talking about the uh 
early demonstrator for the centipede. It was how many portholes do you want on the side of this engine? Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, fun times, fun times. Absolutely. Well, that's a fantastic story about the gift that keeps on giving. And speaking of, you know, we've got an amazing community and we'd like to take a moment to shout out some fantastic people who have boosted the server and helped us keep the lights on here at Miniature Models Podcast. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, Dashing Dance Trains, Every Day is Life, Tim's Trains, and of course, SD70 Train Fan. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. It's you who inspire us to keep the show going. And as we always say, we make the show for all you guys. So we really appreciate uh, you guys doing that for us. Guys, tonight was a freaking awesome show, uh, but it's time to wrap a bow around it and stick it under the tree. Um, if you'd like to get more of us off the air, where can folks find you, uh, Matt Z? All right, so you can find me on YouTube under Matt-Trainlover9943, on Facebook under the same name, Instagram as Matt's.Hobbies. And then you can also find me on the Miniature Models Discord server, as always talking in the chats and having a good old time showing off the you know Christmas in progress layout and all that. So definitely be sure to check out the discord for uh, more information on any of our episodes and, you know, buy, sell, talk, all that good stuff. So be sure to come on down. All right, Johnny, where can folks find you? You can find me on YouTube at Automus. That's A-U-D-A-M-U-S. I am still working away on my big boy video. So hopefully I'll get it done before the end of the year. Otherwise, you know, Call me a dirty liar. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Automus underscore trains, where I'm significantly more active than I am on my YouTube channel. I just uploaded some great photos of my layout of all of my GSs lined up in a row. If you want to see that shot or every uh, era of SP paint scheme uh, listed into one photo of all the diesels I own, definitely check it out on there if you want to see that. Last but not least, you can find me on the Miniature Models podcast community discord where i am reading and responding to all of your posts and i'm making a fool of myself in the voice chat so come on down it's lots of fun oh yeah we always have a good time on the discord server there uh, you can find our friend who's not here tonight unfortunately matt rochford you can find him at wc model railroad at all of his links instagram on discord and on youtube and you can find me john schwartz at retro mikado 96 on instagram Retro Mikado on YouTube. I've actually got my two big end of the year videos coming up pretty soon. I can't wait to share those with you guys. Lots of good layout running action, friend hijinks with my friends Johnny and everybody else. And you can also find me in the Miniature Models Podcast Discord server where I am talking with all you wonderful people, my co-hosts here, and just having a good time like we're all talking about. Come on down, stop by. There's a link to our Discord if you're not a member yet in our YouTube channel. And you can find us there having a good time as always. We love you guys so much. We really appreciate everything you do for us. Like I said, we make this for you. So keep on trucking with us. And uh, yeah, guys, I think that was a really good show. Anything else you all want to add? Have a happy holiday, a Merry Christmas, and Hopefully you guys will uh, stick around with us as we keep making a fool of ourselves and go into the next year. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what more to say? Merry Christmas, everyone. Take good care. Absolutely, guys. Have a happy holiday season. Stay safe. Hopefully you get many, many, many trains under the tree. And 
have the best time you can possibly do because you know make memories with your family spend time with the people you care about and uh spend time with us as well because we love having you all around take care guys and happy holidays and merry christmas see everyone avoid tinsel yes avoid, avoid tinsel, tinsel oh, yeah. like the plague yeah. <laughs> Definitely do that. Take, take care y'all bye-bye